0: Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and Marketing Podcast from Reminder Media, where we talk about actionable ideas to help grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, and as always, I'm here with Luke Acri. Hey guys,
1: I have to admit, I pulled a muscle in my neck. So um, I feel slower. I'm gonna sit slightly.. Yes. In front so of so the, the taking action even feels slower today because I can <laughs> as I turn my head, I have to be conscious of this pulled muscle in my neck or whatever it is.
0: Well, I won't say anything too um, you know profound to make you yeah. spin your neck too, <laughs> too fast. We'll take it easy. Last week on the podcast, we talked about making a lasting impression with your clients' prospects and your sphere through your impression piece, but today we're going to go back to the start of the relationship, talk about how to make a good first impression while networking specifically. It's commonly said that your network is your net worth, but maybe you don't know where to start, or maybe just the thought of networking is exhausting or scary to you. Like everything we do here on Stay Paid, we're going to break down networking into actionable, digestible steps to walk you through what we recommend doing before a networking event, during the event, and most importantly, what people miss the most. Which is after, after the event. The, event. the
1: fortunes and the follow-up, baby. That's it. Well, networking is one of those, uh, it's a category of like where you can generate leads or campaign, maybe you would call it. So there's, you know, especially for like real estate agents out there, you think it's overwhelming when you show up today at your real estate office and you go, how am I going to generate leads? But when you really break down, there's only like eight or nine different categories of ways to generate leads. Networking is one of those. I tend to wrap networking into seminars a lot of times because I consider them to be similar. They're it's all event events. marketing. Yeah, it's yeah. events, you're meeting people, you're greeting people. I think networking, a lot like public speaking, is super, super hard for people because it's putting yourself out there. Most of the time, you're unless you're a super extroverted person or just you just love talking to new people, it's really hard for people, even who are extroverted, to step out of their comfort zone and introduce themselves to someone new. I speak from personal experience because those who know me know that I'm super extroverted, that I would walk into any room and talk to anybody. When I've gone to networking events, which I've gone to a good number of them, it is an awkward thing for me because it's, it's this weird, like, I'm going to go up to you and I'm going to introduce myself to a straight. You know what it's like it's like dating. It's like when you go to introduce yourself to someone at a bar, like a, a significant other at a bar, and you're trying to like go out on a date. Mm-hmm. It feels
0: a lot well, like Well, it all comes that. down to what? The fear of rejection. <clears throat> the fear right? of rejection. If you knew you could walk up to somebody and they'd be like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. This is wonderful. Yes. It would be super easy, but you walk up to someone and they kind of give you that look like, what the heck are you talking <laughs> to me for? And maybe that's why networking... We've all event... gotten that look many, many times <laughs> in our lives. Maybe that's why you know salespeople tend to be more extroverted, tend to be a little bit better at that because they they've been conditioned or... Yep. It doesn't scare them as much yep. to get rejected. I think all of us have a fear of rejection yep. at some point. but um, And we'll talk about this a little bit later. It definitely is a numbers game. And if you start to look it at is. it that way, yep. it does remove... I know I'm an introvert, right? So, But I'm yes. also very goal-oriented. Yep. So... The thought... I'm not a shy introvert. I'm more of that introvert where being You're very being methodical
1: around... of how you go about things. Like, yeah. As yeah, so I
0: work with you more and more. The more
1: I realize that you really give a lot of thought... Yeah. ...to everything you do. Like, it's interesting. I'm probably the, the person that leaps before they think. <laughs> Josh is the person that thinks before they leap. I've done
0: all... I try and do all the calculations for Luke... <laughs> yes. ...before he leaps. I just leap. <laughs> But no, it is, um, I mean, I think an introvert tends to get their energy from alone time. Extroverts tend to get their energy from being around other people. Yep. But if you're goal-oriented, you can also look at it as a numbers game, meaning that even when we went to like something like the Disruptor Conference, yep and we were out there, or we go to these conferences and we need to mm-hmm. meet people. If you set a goal for, I need to collect this many business card- cards, or I need to get this many people's names, mm-hmm. or you have a goal for yourself saying, like, this is what I want to aim towards, then all of a sudden, it removes that yeah. personal sort of um, you know feeling, of re- or that fear of rejection, or those personal feelings, and it just turns it into a business game.
1: It becomes, yeah, it becomes more fun. It becomes where you can actually just set a goal for yourself, and just, if you get rejected, it's all part of the game. The thing that I would say about networking is it's extremely viable, especially in relationship-based sales. Mm. So if you're selling like my insurance guy, and I'll bring him up, Keith Wilson, so he he wants to be on our podcast, and so maybe we'll have him on, but he's a great sales guy, but he's selling us insurance, and he's a huge proponent of like networking. He started his own networking event, But if you're like a real estate agent, insurance salesman, financial advisor, networking is an extremely viable source of leads or a lead source for you in your business because your business is truly built on the backbone of a relationship. See, when someone buys a $30 item off of Amazon, I'm not saying that's not a relationship there because Amazon has to be known, like, and trusted for someone to purchase from them, but the reality is it's not nearly the same as if someone's gonna buy a house from you, if someone's gonna buy health insurance, for their organization that is a true relationship business and what networking the reason why it's so powerful for you guys in your business if you're not doing it you should be doing it Is because it really allows you to start a relationship with somebody and so you're gonna see a theme through this as we go through the before and during the networking event and then after the event it's all about cultivating that relationship so you can ultimately turn that relationship into a deal networking is just the spark of the flame it just allows you to come with a certain purpose I mentioned before the podcast on Facebook live before we came on that networking, a lot of times, I think of it just as the event. Like you could go to Meetup.com or yeah, whatever it yeah, is, and you could find a you know that. a networking event to go to. But you truly can network at your church. You can network in the grocery store when you meet people. I know this sounds crazy, but the gym, the gym, can be a, a source of networking for you. I've been going to Anytime Fitness now for since the beginning of the year, so I guess nine months. I'm seeing the same people over and over again. And even though I didn't want to talk to these people, no offense if the people from my gym listen, even though I didn't want to talk to these people when I first got to the gym, I'm starting to have conversations with them now. The trainer guy that's always there, I'm starting to know Steve. I know this guy Steve now. And so uh, there's these places that are normal places that you go every day in your life. They are networking places for you. So what we're gonna walk through today applies to those places, not just a networking event like at meetup.com or something like that, although that's true for this as well. Mm-hmm. So just, but let's dive in. Let's talk about before a networking event, what should you do? I think a lot of people do nothing before a networking event. So I think a lot of people go and go, okay, I'm gonna go to a networking event and they do nothing before, they don't understand that you can actually prepare for a networking event to actually
0: have success. And so... Well, it's like it's it's sitting down to make the cold calls without practicing or looking at your script or having like a correct. game plan going. And you have to... And I, maybe it's because people think it's more of an organic experience when they go to a networking event. It's like, oh, there's going to be other people there. I'm going to naturally... It's going to magically happen. I'm like a people person. Dust. I'm just going to magically start meeting people. But, um, there is a lot of preparation, a lot of planning that you need to do ahead of time to have maximum impact. One of those things is what we just talked about last week. There's a great podcast on it. There's a great podcast <laughs> on it called How to Make an Impression Piece. I don't know what the
1: yes. title is. Go to staypaidpodcast.com. Ma- leave your com mark com. with an impression piece. That was what, was that's what about. it was.
0: Leave your mark with an impression piece. But that's the first thing. What are you taking to yep. this networking event that's going to leave an impression with the people that you meet mm-hmm. if you're just going with your business cards? Guess what? Congratulations. Yep. You're like everybody else. Yep. I've actually showed up to a networking away. event without business cards before. That's true.
1: It's It's pretty pretty terrible. At least bring the business yes, cards. Yes, yeah, at least right. bring the business cards. But yes, your impression piece, it's what are people going to remember about you and keep in mind, because we're not going to go into this in big detail because we have a whole podcast on it, what is going to separate you from the other 50 people? Like the last networking event I went to had over fifty people there. So what is going to separate you from all those other fifty people that are handing out their business card? What's going to stick in the minds of the people there? It doesn't have to be something like American Lifestyle Magazine, although that's great. It could be something like a a piece of uh, like an ebook that you've written, or something about your company that you think would add value, more educational. Um, and that's a point we're going to make when we get into the into the actual networking event, which is the value add. But it doesn't have to be something that's just about you. It's more about adding the value to the person you're giving it to yeah. Is your impression piece is the main point I would make. Something that they would remember, something that, that, I, that will add value to them and their lives, to something they would keep, because a great Im- impression piece is going to have a long shelf life. Yeah.
0: And this goes so, into the next point, which is research who else is going to be there. Research the audience. Yes. Um, with social media and the ability to uh, kind of learn more about people and their, their personal lives, this is obviously going to lead back to what other type of, is it other professionals? Is it other people within your craft, within your hobby space? What are they going to appreciate? What would bring value to them? And yep. it'll also allow you to start coming up with some of those talking points. I think mm-hmm. one of the hardest things with networking or meeting new people is kind of what do you talk about?
1: How much does a polar bear weigh?
0: Uh, enough, enough to, to break, break the ice. ice. Oh, that's boom. your That's your networking line right there. <laughs>
1: No, but how you do this practically, because I've done this, is the person who sets up the networking event, what's their desire? They want it to be, be a, a great event because yeah. they're doing this, whether you're paying to be a part of it. A lot of times you are paying to be a part of these networking events. Their desire is this to be a great event. So easy, easy way to help you do research is reach out to the person who actually set up the event, the person responsible, and ask them and say, hey, this is what my goal is for the event. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is you know, what my company is about. This is what I'm looking for. Who would you recommend I would talk to? Because a lot of times this person oh, who with- set up, Dude, they are the massive influencer. They are, like Keith Wilson, I mentioned him, the insurance guy, right? They're the ones that know everybody. Yeah, this guy set up an event that he does, and there's, I mean, he gets easily over 50 people to his event every time, but he knows everybody. He knows what they're looking for, he knows their pain points. It's beautiful for him, why? Because he's trying to sell insurance, obviously, Mm -hmm. to all of us, but the, the point being is he's able to connect the dots. He's already connected me to multiple people because he understands the pain points, and then I can do my research on them. Before I show up to the event, I can do my research on these people and go, what do I have in common with them? LinkedIn is awesome because you can see people that you know that they know. And an easy conversation starter is, hey, man, I was actually looking. I saw you on LinkedIn. I saw you actually know Mark. Right. And I didn't know how you knew Mark because I've been connected to Mark in this way, XYZ. And it's an easy conversation opener for you just to see who else you're friends with. It's always great to talk about somebody else. It's a sense of camaraderie that everybody has. So you do your research. So many people don't do their research. And that really, I talked about it when I was talking about research, is what's your goal? You know Stephen Covey says begin with the end in mind. What's your goal of showing up to this this networking event? So many people show up to networking events and they have no goal. They have no goal set up of how many people they want to talk to, who they actually want to talk to, how many do they want to actually start relationships, do they want to create advocates, do they want to close deals? What's their actual goal? Your goal will dictate your your plan.
0: I would make sure to make your goal also A Little closer than here's how many deals I want to generate. Like, make it because you won't get a lot of deals from networking. No, make it it right away, just so you know. What's the first step? Is it collecting business cards? Mm -hmm. Is it distributing your impression piece? Is it meeting a certain number of people, having a certain amount of conversations? It's got to be something that's very tangible that can be accomplished at that network.
1: Yeah, what's the purpose,
0: right? And then going back to just you know, uh, speaking to the person putting on the event, like they will. They will open up to you completely. They will. uh, I've done it before before, multiple times. They will. They're going to then come back to you Mm -hmm. the next time a networking event is happening. And they're going to ask you about Mm -hmm. some advice or what you thought about the networking event. Because now you're a resource. You're someone that shows that you're invested and that you care enough about this this process and the point of the networking event. They're going to actually start using you, which will only open up more opportunities for you to get to the next event and meet the, the next person. It's
1: the craziest thing about life not just about networking events, about life in general, whether, you know, you get nervous, like when you, um, when you don't know something. I mean, it can be as simple as renting your first apartment or buying a car. What you don't understand is that everybody else is nervous too. Everybody else is searching for something too. And the key to life is focusing on what does Josh want? What does Josh need? Because once you focus on that, and that leads us really into when you're at the networking event, but what does he want? Because once you understand that, like reaching out to that person who started the whole networking event, there is a pain point in their life. They're nervous. They want the networking event to be a success. success. They want the networking event for people to come back over and over and over again. Once you understand that, now you understand how you can help them and then vice versa. Guess what? They're going to want to help yeah. you over and over and over again. One more point before we move on to in the networking event. No, I no, we're say,
0: yeah, we're still before. Yeah. yeah. You,
1: you have to know what you're going to say. Yeah. You've got to have what do what they, you know, like I don't want to well, say it's practicing the elevator your val- pitch. Yeah, it is. But, it's your value but it's proposition the pitch. What's your five or Not five seconds. That'd be really quick. Five seconds is really good. Three words. Somebody said that. Damon John,
0: I think, said that if you can't Guy Kawasaki said that also. It's like like five
1: words or three words, something like that. If you Your mantra. Yeah, something like that. But
0: no, it it is that. What in 30 seconds can you say that's going to describe not only uh, who you are, but then what your value proposition is that's ultimately going to connect to what that person might need, Mm -hmm. right? I also think it's interesting. I heard this from a coach. I believe his name was Michael Burt.
1: He says, don't tell people what you do. Tell people what you believe. Yeah. Because if you tell people what you believe, it's way more personal and it's way more like they're interested in in what someone believes, not in what someone does. And they they expect you to do something because obviously you're there for a reason. But if you tell them what you believe in and how you see the
0: world and and why you exist, people are so much more interested to talk about that. Absolutely. So during your networking event, then you want to start looking at um, uh, your energy, kind of how are you bringing yourself are yep. you pumping yourself up? Or are you bringing the positive? Don't energy? underestimate People this. are attracted yep. to energy. So, how are you getting yourself prepared to get into that mindset? Yep. Um, I would say you know a huge person to look at, research,
1: listen to before you go to a networking event is Tony Robbins because he's if he built pump you up, check yeah, your pulse. Yeah, he's <laughs> built his his career. I would say on this concept that you control your state. Meaning, like yeah. if I asked you guys, and maybe you've been to a Tony Robbins conference before because this guy's amazing. If I asked you right now, act out being negative. Mm-hmm. If you acted out being negative, what would you do? You'd probably lower your shoulders. You'd probably breathe maybe like this a little bit. You'd probably talk a little bit, you know, lower, upset, right? You, you acted out physically. Your state. And Tony Robbins is a huge proponent that you can change your state. You can change your energy level. And hence, your energy level controls, obviously, how you influence other people, how people perceive you. And so what I would tell you guys is that your energy, do not underestimate what you put across to people from your energy when you walk into a room. Have you ever met somebody that you just want to be around? Mm -hmm. Be that person. I make a conscious decision all the time when I meet people that I like right away that I go, man, I really like this person. They just make me, I just really <laughs> like, I, I make a conscious decision. What did they do? What did they do that made me feel so good? And usually what it is, is they get you talking about you, not about, they don't talk about themselves. They get you talking about you. Yeah. But the, the reality is, is they are, they're high energy. It's They're not salesy. Don't be salesy But be high energy, smiling, look people in the eyes, but not a death stare. There's there's an art to that. You can look people in the eyes, don't death stare them. They will get so freaked out if you just (laughs) hold eye contact. I've seen this before so many times. They tell you, look people in the eyes, and people just stare at you straight in the eyes. And you're like, okay, dude, (laughs) calm down. But look people in the eyes, smile, be open with your arms. Like, guys, if you cross your arms, I wish you could see me right now on this podcast. You could see it if you go to our Facebook page at Reminder Media. But if you cross your arms, look at this on film. You cross your arms versus just being open when you're talking to people. Just that simple gesture when you're talking to somebody makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. So just some practical things from your energy to how you look at people in the eyes to how you cross your arms and position yourself, all that will put across to them who you perceive yourself to be And you have to be very, very careful that you don't come across aggressive, you come across passionate. Yes. And I walk that fine line all the time in my life of coming across aggressive versus passionate. Mm -hmm. And the only practical, I guess, thing I could give you guys that has helped guide me is that if I concern myself all the time in my high level energy, in my focus, in my output on you, versus me, then I come across as passionate. If I'm talking about what I can do for you and what it's gonna accomplish for you and this is where I've had success and this is what my clients have done, then it's all about what I'm saying, what I'm doing, everything like that versus it being about you and my passion and I'm here to help you and I'm here to do this, what can I do for you? Same type of energy, all that good stuff but it's just a simple, subtle change that's made all the difference. It is. It's very subtle,
0: but it's also a mindset as you're approaching conversations. You want to go into them in order to not be salesy, in order to not fall into that trap of making it all about me. You want to go in with that mindset of, how can I help this person? What can I learn about this person Mm -hmm. uh, in this conversation at this event that I can bring value to them? And then, most importantly, take notes. So yes. probably not on a notebook in front of you while you're talking. <laughs> As you're talking to you, hang on one second, let me I write that know. down. Josh. But <laughs> after the conversation, right away, find a quiet place, yeah, find turn an around, write it on their business yourself card, to the yep. restroom, whatever. Make sure that you're taking a note of something that you can then use, and this is what we'll get into in the follow-up, but that you can then use later. Because yep. if you don't write that note down and you're meeting 50 people, you are not, no matter how compelling the conversation was while you were having it. Yep. You're not gonna remember it. Yep. Trust me, you're absolutely not. So make sure that you're noting that down. Grab Evernote on your phone yep. or something like that. Shoot yourself a text message, whatever it is, make sure that you've captured that person and something personal about them that and, and how you can help them.
1: Networking events are so easy to, to do a conversation or have a conversation with people because literally your conversation can revolve around why are they here? here. Yeah. What do they need? Meaning. Josh, hey man, my name's Luke. Hey, nice to meet you. I work with the company Ryan Media. Hey, what do you do? Oh, This is what I do. Hey, let me ask you this: What, what are you looking for? Why, why are you here? Like, what do you need? Um, because I might know somebody. I've been to a couple of these things. What What is What, what brought you here today? What are you looking for? That That's the conversation. <laughs> now, when you turn around and you write on the business card, Josh needs referrals, or yeah. Josh is with a marketing company and he needs this type of client. Now you take a very valuable note, but more importantly, you're taking something that's real. That now you actually understand their. True desire, and when you understand someone's true, er, you know true desires, and Tony Robbins says their pain points. Then you can create an irresistible offer. So first, you got to understand someone's real desires, and you have to understand their real pain points. Then you can create an irresistible offer to create a business. Well, out I think of. we
0: were at a conference <clears throat> uh, a couple months ago, um, and they even had like a vendor sort of networking or meetup event. And one of the things that you walked away from that event saying was, "Man, I just wish." Like I think we gave some feedback to the to the people that ran it. Also, yep. just have I know everybody stand that, yeah. up and introduce themselves and then say, what am I looking for? Yeah, Why am I here? Who would I like to meet yep. in this circle that can help me with my business yep. or that I can bring value to their business? Because ultimately, we're trying to meet new people. If you just stand up and tell them all about yourself, then everyone else is left figuring out how yep. they can help you. And that's not a good position to be in because now you're making them think. And if you can eliminate the need for someone to think in a situation like that, where there's a hundred other people yep. that you're trying to keep straight in your mind, then that's going to provide a ton of value to not only the people that you're that you're uh, speaking with, but then your network as you continue to grow, because now you know how you can help Correct. everybody in that Correct. network. Fastest way to earn a client
1: is to help them accomplish their goal. Grant Cardone puts it this way. You want to keep a client for life, you want to earn a client, help them make money. You help anybody make money, they're going to be a client for you for, for life. And all these people are there ultimately because they're trying to obviously make money. Here's something that I missed in my early networking days is it was all about earning a client, not an advocate. And there's a big difference, mm. right? A client is someone who, who purchases your your stuff, who who subscribes to you and is paying you money. An advocate is someone who's referring you. So you can have a client that is an advocate, but you can have an advocate that's not a client. And so think of your networking event as they're... Imagine if you went to, let's say, six networking events this year. So you went every other month, you were at a networking event. And your goal was to create 50 advocates. And here's the beautiful thing about these networking events. These people are influencers. They don't show up to these networking events because they don't know people. They are networkers by nature. So if they're networkers by nature, guess what? If you can create advocates for your business, you're going to have someone like, let's say you're a real estate agent, Imagine if you had 50 small businesses in your area that were at this networking event being an advocate for you. How powerful would that be? That would be maybe one lead source that supplies all your leads forever. These people don't think in terms of advocates. We struggle in our own business. We're constantly, we're, we're building what we call like our advocate program where not now we're taking it to the next level in our company where usually we'll ask our client for a referral but we don't ask them to be an advocate. Now we're asking people to be an advocate for our business, which is hey, we we don't have an advocate in your office or we don't have someone in your area that's our advocate. An advocate is someone who knows our company, knows what we stand for, knows what we believe in, but knows what we offer, and obviously is someone who's referring it's us. But to speak us, on the speak, behalf of yes, yeah, speak yeah. behalf. Of, so yeah. don't miss out that when you show up to these networking events and when you're there. Make one of your goals to find advocates for your business and find advocates in every industry, accountants, lawyers, mortgage people, insurance people, meaning all these businesses are going to be at that networking well, event
0: and create advocates in all of them. Just like any other marketing effort, right? You can boil this down and reverse engineer it to find out how many events you have to be be at. So if you go to start tracking your numbers now in terms of how many advocates you can build. let's mm-hmm. say you go to three events and there's an average of 100 people there at each event. How many advocates did you end up with at that event? Now you know if my conversion rate for yep, advocates is this. is how is many this, events I have to go to. And <laughs> I have to go to this many events that have an average number of this yep. many people. And in order to hit that within a year, that's what your year looks It's all about the systems,
1: like. man. It's all about the systems. It literally is that simple, but yet we don't think that way. Right. All we think of is I'm going to go to a networking event to try to get a deal. Right. That's all we think about. We don't think in terms of the bigger picture, and we don't think in terms of trackability. Well, Everything you do should
0: be tracked. Let's Everything. talk about afterwards, because yep. I think this, this then leads into your ability to track it. How are you following up? The fortune is mm-hmm. in the follow-up. How are you following up with people after the event? One of the things we would do is absolutely, if you're not connected, or if, if you're not connecting right there at the event on LinkedIn. On so, yeah, on social media on, on social or something media, like that. Yep. Absolutely, after the event, it's a perfect way to send them a quick yep. note saying, hey, it was great talking to you about X. This is where your notes come into play. Yep. Um, and then connect up with them, and now you have somebody in your network that you can stay in touch with.
1: Yep, and LinkedIn is awesome because guys, if you don't know this, with LinkedIn, if you friend them on LinkedIn there at the event, you then can download your LinkedIn friends list and have them all there, and you can get their emails. So I didn't realize this for LinkedIn for the longest time, but all your friends list on LinkedIn, you can get all their email addresses. So you don't all you have to do, maybe you should just have your phone at the event and say, hey, are you on LinkedIn? And start friending people because right. now you have access to all their information usually yeah. on LinkedIn. And but then, social media is a great way. Well, you could also do Instagram or or. Facebook. When I'm fighting yeah. about Instagram, like the insurance guy I keep talking about because he's on my mind, we were literally DMing on Instagram today. Now, he, I, I met him. He got me, which is a point we're going to make. He got me to go out with him on a lunch um, appointment. But the point being is like I'm responding. I ignore his emails all the time. Mm-hmm. I respond to every DM he gives me on Instagram. There, there is power in using Instagram DM right now. So if you're not using direct message on Instagram, you should be because everybody's checking in. Everybody's responding.
0: Yeah, so. don't stop at LinkedIn. You yep. know, friend or follow them on Instagram. Make sure you're utilizing that Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe a little less used probably from a, a Facebook DM Becoming or, friends with somebody on Facebook, uh, Facebook versus. Facebook becoming
1: friends is way more personal. Yeah.
0: I, I find myself not friending
1: people on Facebook yeah. because it's way more personal. And I think it's also because you have all those family pictures and all those pictures <laughs> of you in your awkward stages. And now, i <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> but ultimately what you're what you're saying there is you your goal then after the event is you have to move this this these uh, people that you've met through your funnel, right? Yeah you so gotta to the a next face-to-face step for that is a face-to-face yep. appointment. How can you how can you bring that to a lunch? How can yep. you bring that to a dinner? How can you bring that to a meeting in your office? Yep. Go meet at their office. Hey, I'd love to go come check out your setup, what do you got going? Yep. Um, if they have uh, something going on from a content perspective, how can I get involved in that content? Yep. Ultimately, you want to drive towards not just having a buddy or having a friend. You know, you want to drive towards that next step. It's so
1: easy. It's so easy. You think of an appointment as difficult. You're going to spend a lot of money. I've done so many 8 a.m. Starbucks appointments right down the road. I really have. I've done so many this year where I'll meet somebody for Mm -hmm. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, grab a cup of coffee with them right down the road at Starbucks, see if, they're, you know, we talk whether it's, you know, about the one I just had was about using ADP for our company instead of Paylocity, meaning like you can meet so many people in the appointment, you can hear what they do, That you, you start the relationship. Yeah. But the key is with every lead, you want to take the conversation, as I say, offline and make it personal. So when you're talking to somebody on the phone, it's personal, but when they're face to face with you, you're a real human being right now. They, don't, they can't hang up on you anymore. They can't ignore you anymore. You're real now. And so the key, the same with your networking event. You're lucky because you met them face to face, but the key is you met them in a group of people, you've got to make it more personal. you no, got to go one yeah, on you one. you got to start yeah. the relationship yeah. and you just got to ask. Ask them to lunch. Right. Just ask them to lunch. Ask them for a cup of coffee. And that from there will trigger what I like to call the reciprocity effect because this happens to me. When someone takes me to lunch, what do I feel obligated to do? Something for them. Yes, I feel obligated to. Anywhere. I do. I, I literally feel obligated to at least do what? Listen to their pitch. Yeah. Listen to your pitch. Yep. I, I had a guy I went to and, and grabbed drinks after work and he bought appetizers. He bought the drinks and, and he's going to probably pitch us on our 401k. Meaning Splitting like the door. I'm getting a lot of free, free stuff right now. I
0: the point being
1: is they're going to feel obligated. And that's the point. And I don't feel bad about that. And you shouldn't feel bad about it either. I know what they're doing when they invite me to coffee. I know what they're doing when they invite me to lunch. But the truth is, if I go in with an open mind, they might be able to help me. Yeah. I've, I've literally gotten connections from these meetings that I've had, these cup of coffees that I've had to help me grow my business. I almost hired a super high level person <laughs> from one of these uh, cup of coffee meetings just from randomly meeting somebody that knew somebody else. And then I met this person. Didn't
0: work out. But, well, but the just, point being is that that could have changed the whole destiny of my life. One cup of coffee. I know. You just have to be aware. You have to, you have to be in that mindset. You have to be constantly aware of, of what the point of this whole thing is. And you'll, you'll recognize those opportunities. Because yep. if you're not aware, if you're not thinking about it, you're going to miss, those opportunities are going to fly by, you're going to yep. look back on it, and you're not going to be able to capture it again. For, fortune's in the follow-up. And, yes. and the truth is, if we could just boil it down to one thing, you're
1: not doing it. If you're like if you're like the 99 percent of if you're, of sif- if you're like the 99 percent of salespeople, you're not doing it. Yeah. Think of the disruptor. How many people have we consistently followed up with? Yes, barely any. We're the we're the supposedly <laughs> the guru people, right? That are on this podcast. And if we self reflect even ourselves, the, the we're doing it, and I feel we're doing it better than most. But we're not even doing it at the level we should. The fortunes and, and the follow-up. Why is that? It's laziness. No, well, it's it laziness. is. It's laziness. but and it's lack of systems. I would also,
0: say lack of systems and laziness. It's, a, it's that, but it's also going after the next thing. Yeah. You know, it's constantly going after the next thing. And what we preach and we need to follow yeah. as much as anybody is, you have this resource and we're not going back to it because we're looking Instant for the gratification. Instant
1: gratification. Yeah. Instant gratification. It's you got to build systems in your business. And then here's here's, we'll close with this rant. You got to have a goal, right? And that goal might be, I want to build 50 advocates at a networking event. Then you have to have a plan. Well, what's the plan? The plan is in order to build it 50 advocates, I'm going to show up to 12 networking events. Then what do you need? You need freaking standards is what you need. Standards are what holds your accountability. See, mm. so many people so many people, where they fall down, is in their standards, mm-hmm. is in their discipline, is in the the level of accountability they hold themselves. So this is ourselves included. Where we fall down, it's not the goal. We know the goal. We know the goal. We want to network with all these people. We know what we need to do. Why don't we do it? Because our standards, our discipline, our accountability sucks. So so hold yourself accountable. Find an accountability partner. Yeah. Friend me on Instagram. Take I'll, I'll action, be baby. your I'll be your accountability Take partner. Action.
0: Friend me on Instagram at Luke Acrey. So there but, you have it. Now you have no excuse. <laughs> now to take action, get to that networking event, start making connections that will build relationships that can take your business to the next level. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please go to iTunes and rate us and give us a comment. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, become your accountability partners. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, yell at you all day. And we'll let you yell at us. <laughs> honestly. Well, Josh e- will let you yell at him now. <laughs> email us at podcast.remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, you can always check out Reminder Media on all of the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest. We finally got our URL on Facebook. Yes. Facebook.com Reminder That is a great story that
1: we can't share on this podcast, but that is a story That's of persistence because of we persistence. were not at Reminder Media. We were RM Connect and Josh did not let go. No he was like a bulldog, man. So Relentless now we are at fi- Reminder Facebook.
0: Media on all of those channels. Yes. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm
1: Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acre. I'm going to close with this, guys, okay? The action item for this podcast is very, very obvious. Go to a networking event. But, but instead of just going to a networking event, what I want you to do is I want you to choose a networking event that you can go to. Go to meetup.com. Just pick one that's, you know, seems relevant to your industry. Go to a networking event, Contact the person who set up that event before you go. Tell them what you do and who you're looking to connect with. Do your research, obviously. Show up to the event. Prepare to give your 15-second value proposition. And more importantly, ask everybody in that room at that event, why did they show up here today? And how can you help them achieve that goal? That alone will drive so much success for you. And then, when you leave that event, What I want you to do is I want you to friend every single one of those people on LinkedIn, send them a personal message, and invite them to have coffee with you. Do that. That seems so difficult, but yet it's so easy. Do that. Then comment on staypaidpodcast.com to share with us your results. Because the next event I'm going to go to, I'll, I'll do the same. We can share our results and see how it's driving success for our business. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers hear what I just said, and they actually do it. Mediocre producers think about it over and over again. What if I don't do it the right way? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? And they don't take action and hence they fail. So take action on that today and have a great day.